Today on Commuter Bible, King Saul continues to hunt down David in a jealous rage. But the Lord protects David from all his enemies. It's 1 Samuel chapters 23 through 25 and Proverbs 30 verses 1 through 17. This is Commuter Bible, the audio Bible podcast to match your weekly schedule. I'm your host, John Ross. In a paranoid rage, Saul has slaughtered a city of priests and their families. One man has escaped from that raid and joined David's ranks. His name is Abiathar, and he has come with a priestly ephod in hand. At every turn, it seems that Saul is hot on David's tail, until at long last, he unwittingly happens upon the cave where David and his men are hiding. However, he doesn't realize they are there, and when he goes in to relieve himself, David takes advantage of the opportunity, but not in the way that you might expect, from someone who is being hunted down by the ruler of a kingdom. First Samuel chapters 23 through 25. It was reported to David, Look, the Philistines are fighting against Kyla and raiding the threshing floors. So David inquired of the Lord, Should I launch an attack against these Philistines? The Lord answered David, Launch an attack against the Philistines and rescue Kyla. But David's men said to him, Look, we're afraid here in Judah. How much more if we go to Kyla against the Philistine forces? Once again, David inquired of the Lord. And the Lord answered him, Go at once to Kilah, for I will hand the Philistines over to you. Then David and his men went to Kilah, fought against the Philistines, drove their livestock away, and inflicted heavy losses on them. So David rescued the inhabitants of Kilah. Abiathar, son of Ahimelech, fled to David at Kilah, and he brought an ephod with him. When it was reported to Saul that David had gone to Kyla, he said, God has handed him over to me, for he has trapped himself by entering a town with barred gates. Then Saul summoned all the troops to go to war at Kyla and besiege David and his men. When David learned that Saul was plotting evil against him, he said to the priest Abiathar, Bring the ephod. Then David said, Lord God of Israel, your servant has reliable information that Saul intends to come to Kilah and destroy the town because of me. Will the citizens of Kilah hand me over to him? Will Saul come down as your servant has heard? Lord God of Israel, please tell your servant. The Lord answered, He will come down. Then David asked, Will the citizens of Kilah hand me and my men over to Saul? They will, the Lord responded. So David and his men, numbering about six hundred, left Kilah at once and moved from place to place. When it was reported to Saul that David had escaped from Kilah, he called off the expedition. 
David then stayed in the wilderness strongholds and in the hill country of the wilderness of Ziph. Saul searched for him every day, but God did not hand David over to him. David was in the wilderness of Ziph in Horesh when he saw that Saul had come out to take his life. Then Saul's son Jonathan came to David in Horesh and encouraged him in his faith in God, saying, Don't be afraid, for my father Saul will never lay a hand on you. You yourself will be king over Israel, and I'll be your second in command. Even my father Saul knows it is true. Then the two of them made a covenant in the Lord's presence. Afterward, David remained in Horesh, while Jonathan went home. Some Ziphites came up to Saul at Gibeah and said, Isn't it true that David is hiding among us in the strongholds in Horesh, on the hill of Hakilah, south of Jeshurun? So now, whenever the king wants to come down, let him come down. As for us, we will be glad to hand him over to the king. May you be blessed by the Lord, replied Saul, for you have shown concern for me. Go and check again. Investigate where he goes and who has seen him there. They tell me he is extremely cunning. Investigate all the places where he hides. Then come back to me with accurate information and I'll go with you. If it turns out he really is in the region, I'll search for him among all the clans of Judah. So they went to Ziph ahead of Saul. Now David and his men were in the wilderness near Maon on the Arabah south of Jeshimon, and Saul and his men went to look for him. When David was told about it, he went down to the rock and stayed in the wilderness of Maon. Saul heard of this and pursued David there. Saul went along one side of the mountain, and David and his men went along the other side. Even though David was hurrying to get away from Saul, Saul and his men were closing in on David and his men to capture them. Then a messenger came to Saul, saying, Come quickly, because the Philistines have raided the land. So Saul broke off his pursuit of David and went to engage the Philistines. Therefore, that place was named the Rock of Separation. From there, David went up and stayed in the strongholds of En Gedi.
When Saul returned from pursuing the Philistines, he was told, David is in the wilderness near En Gedi. So Saul took 3,000 of Israel's fit young men and went to look for David and his men in front of the rocks of the wild goats. When Saul came to the sheep pens along the road, a cave was there, and he went in to relieve himself. David and his men were staying in the recesses of the cave. So they said to him, Look, this is the day the Lord told you about. I will hand your enemy over to you so you can do to him whatever you desire. Then David got up and secretly cut off the corner of Saul's robe. Afterward, David's conscience bothered him because he had cut off the corner of Saul's robe. He said to his men, As the Lord is my witness, I would never do such a thing to my Lord, the Lord's anointed. I will never lift my hand against him, since he is the Lord's anointed. With these words, David persuaded his men, and he did not let them rise up against Saul. Then Saul left the cave and went on his way. After that, David got up, went out of the cave, and called to Saul, My lord the king! When Saul looked behind him, David knelt low with his face to the ground and paid homage. David said to Saul, Why do you listen to the words of people who say, Look, David intends to harm you. You can see with your own eyes that the Lord handed you over to me today in the cave. Someone advised me to kill you. But I took pity on you and said, I won't lift my hand against my Lord, since he is the Lord's anointed. Look, my father, look at the corner of your robe in my hand, for I cut it off, but I didn't kill you. Recognize that I've committed no crime or rebellion. I haven't sinned against you, even though you are hunting me down to take my life. May the Lord judge between me and you, and may the Lord take vengeance on you for me. But my hand will never be against you. As the old proverb says, Wickedness comes from wicked people. My hand will never be against you. Who has the king of Israel come after? What are you chasing after? A dead dog? A single flea? May the Lord be judge and decide between you and me. May he take notice and plead my case and deliver me from you. When David had finished saying these things to him, Saul replied, Is that your voice? David, my son? Then Saul wept aloud and said to David, You are more righteous than I, for you have done what is good to me, though I have done what is evil to you. You yourself have told me today what good you did for me. When the Lord handed me over to you, you didn't kill me. 
When a man finds his enemy, does he let him go unharmed? May the Lord repay you with good for what you've done for me today. Now I know for certain you will be king, and the kingdom of Israel will be established in your hand. Therefore swear to me by the Lord that you will not cut off my descendants or wipe out my name from my father's family. So David swore to Saul. Then Saul went back home, and David and his men went up to the stronghold. Samuel died, and all Israel assembled to mourn for him, and they buried him by his home in Ramah. David then went down to the wilderness of Paran. A man in Maon had a business in Carmel. He was a very rich man with 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats and was shearing his sheep in Carmel. The man's name was Nabal and his wife's name, Abigail. The woman was intelligent and beautiful, but the man, a Calebite, was harsh and evil in his dealings. While David was in the wilderness, he heard that Nabal was shearing sheep. So David sent ten young men instructing them, Go up to Carmel, and when you come to Nabal, greet him in my name. Then say this, Long life to you, and peace to you, peace to your family, and peace to all that is yours. I hear that you are shearing. When your shepherds were with us, we did not harass them, and nothing of theirs was missing the whole time they were in Carmel. Ask your young men, and they will tell you. So let my young men find favor with you, for we have come on a feast day. Please give whatever you have on hand to your servants and to your son David. David's young men went and said all these things to Nabal on David's behalf, and they waited. Nabal asked them, Who is David? Who is Jesse's son? Many slaves these days are running away from their masters. Am I supposed to take my bread, my water, and my meat that I butchered for my shearers and give them to these men? I don't know where they are from. David's young men retraced their steps. When they returned to him, they reported all these words. He said to his men, All of you, put on your swords. So each man put on his sword, and David also put on his sword. About 400 men followed David, while 200 stayed with the supplies.
one of Nabal's young men, informed Abigail, Nabal's wife. Look, David sent messengers from the wilderness to greet our master, but he screamed at them. The men treated us very well. When we were in the field, we weren't harassed, and nothing of ours was missing the whole time we were living among them. They were a wall around us, both day and night, the entire time we were with them herding the sheep. Now consider carefully what you should do, because there is certain to be trouble for our master and his entire family. He is such a worthless fool. Nobody can talk to him. Abigail hurried, taking two hundred loaves of bread, two clay jars of wine, five butchered sheep, a bushel of roasted grain, one hundred clusters of raisins, and two hundred cakes of pressed figs, and loaded them on donkeys. Then she said to her male servants, Go ahead of me. I will be right behind you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. As she rode the donkey down a mountain pass, hidden from view, she saw David and his men coming toward her and met them. David had just said, I guarded everything that belonged to this man in the wilderness for nothing. He was not missing anything, yet he paid me back evil for good. May God punish me and do so severely if I let any of his males survive until morning. When Abigail saw David, she quickly got off the donkey and knelt down with her face to the ground and paid homage to David. She knelt at his feet and said, The guilt is mine, my lord. But please, let your servant speak to you directly. Listen to the words of your servant. My lord should pay no attention to this worthless fool Nabal, for he lives up to his name. His name means stupid, and stupidity is all he knows. I, your servant, didn't see my lord's young men whom you sent. Now, my lord, as surely as the Lord lives and as you yourself live, it is the Lord who kept you from participating in bloodshed and avenging yourself by your own hand. May your enemies and those who intend to harm my lord be like Nabal. Let this gift your servant has brought to my lord be given to the young men who follow my lord. Please forgive your servant's offense. For the Lord is certain to make a lasting dynasty for my Lord because he fights the Lord's battles. Throughout your life, may evil not be found in you. Someone is pursuing you and intends to take your life. My Lord's life is tucked safely in the place where the Lord your God protects the living. But he is flinging away your enemies' lives like stones from a sling. When the Lord does for my Lord all the good he promised you and appoints you ruler over Israel, there will not be remorse or a troubled conscience for my Lord because of needless bloodshed or my Lord's revenge. And when the Lord 
does good things for my Lord. May you remember me, your servant. Then David said to Abigail, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel who sent you to me today. May your discernment be blessed and may you be blessed. Today, you kept me from participating in bloodshed and avenging myself by my own hand. Otherwise, as surely as the Lord God of Israel lives who prevented me from harming you, if you had not come quickly to meet me, Nabal wouldn't have had any males left by morning light. Then David accepted what she had brought him and said, Go home in peace. See, I have heard what you said and have granted your request. Then Abigail went to Nabal, and there he was in his house, holding a feast fit for a king. Nabal's heart was cheerful, and he was very drunk. So she didn't say anything to him until morning light. In the morning, when Nabal sobered up, his wife told him about these events. His heart died, and he became a stone. About ten days later, the Lord struck Nabal dead. When David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed be the Lord, who championed my cause against Nabal's insults and restrained his servant from doing evil. The Lord brought Nabal's evil deeds back on his own head. Then David sent messengers to speak to Abigail about marrying him. When David's servants came to Abigail at Carmel, they said to her, David sent us to bring you to him as a wife. She stood up, paid homage with her face to the ground, and said, Here I am, your servant, a slave to wash the feet of my Lord's servants. Then Abigail got up quickly, and with her five female servants accompanying her, rode on the donkey following David's messengers. And so she became his wife. David also married Ahinoam of Jezreel, and the two of them became his wives. But Saul gave his daughter Michael, David's wife, to Palti, son of Laish, who was from Galim. Proverbs 30, verses 1 through 17. The words of Agur, son of Jacob. The pronouncement. The man's oration to Ithiel, to Ithiel and Eucal. I am more stupid than any other person, and I lack a human's ability to understand. I have not gained wisdom, and I have no knowledge of the Holy One. Who has gone up to heaven and come down? Who has gathered the wind in his hands? Who has bound up the waters in a cloak? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name, and what is the name of his son, if you know? 
Every word of the Lord is pure. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Don't add to his words, or he will rebuke you, and you will be proved a liar. Two things I ask of you. Don't deny them to me before I die. Keep falsehood and deceitful words far from me. Give me neither poverty nor wealth. Feed me with the food I need. Otherwise, I might have too much and deny you, saying, Who is the Lord? Or I might have nothing and steal, profaning the name of my God. Don't slander a servant to his master, or he will curse you and you will become guilty. There is a generation that curses its father and does not bless its mother. There is a generation that is pure in its own eyes, yet is not washed from its filth. There is a generation, how haughty its eyes, and pretentious its looks. There is a generation whose teeth are swords, whose fangs are knives, devouring the oppressed from the land and the needy from among mankind. The leech has two daughters. Give, give. Three things are never satisfied. Four never say enough. Sheol, a childless womb. Earth, which is never satisfied with water. And fire, which never says enough. As for the eye that ridicules a father and despises obedience to a mother, may ravens of the valley pluck it out and young vultures eat it. By God's grace, and because of listeners like you, this show has over 600,000 downloads so far. I'm very thankful that uh, this show is working well for you and for others like you. It says a lot about the people of God and the priority of God's Word in people's life. I know that most of you want to spend more time in the Word, and this has been a solution to do so. So thank you so much for your support. Thank you for your prayers. I continue to appreciate all of it. I just pray that the Lord would continue to bless you through the reading of His Word. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by Bobby Brown, Eric Williamson, and the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember, happy is the one whose delight is in the Lord's instruction and meditates on it day and night.